Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. I'm celebrating a birthday next week. Thank you. Thank you for the happy birthday. Thank you. I will be 46 years old, young, however you want to say it. And it's funny, I guess every year on my birthday I get a little reflective because as I get older, I feel like time just keeps flying by so quickly. And I also start to realize, like, especially the field I'm in is my age. Like, I'm starting to see my age of my generation, if you will. And just one example that came up this week that made me laugh is making sure that, you know, the certain types of phrases we use or the certain trends that we know or even slang and such that we're using, especially on social media, you know, something that might speak to me. Or I may thought, oh, yeah, like something, and this is a real example. I was talking to my boss, and we were having a laugh about it because it's like, oh, living my best life, right? That's what people were posting all over social media. Like I'm canoeing in, you know, the Amazon, and look, living my best life. I'm, you know, jumping out of a plane, living my best life. And it was always a positive, really fun thing, right? So somebody on my team who's Gen Z, um, I, I asked just to make sure, like, is that still a thing? Because I would think it was. And man, trends change so quickly. And she's like, well, actually, it's been starting to be used more sarcastically, like, you know, oh, stuck in traffic, living my best life, or stuck at work, living my best life. And so when I told my, my boss about that, he's all, wow, and like, you know, feeling a little chuggy here, which is also a slang term for somebody who, you know, a little outdated and a little old, uh, a little old school, right? So where um, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, man, I always thought of myself as someone who was on trend, who who knew what the latest trends were, pop culture references were. I mean, I used to religiously read Entertainment Weekly. I know that doesn't make me, you know, know things, but like, I realized in the last several years, I'm like, wow, am I getting out of touch? Because I mean, I love social media. I'm on it all the time. I post on it all the time, as hopefully a lot of you listening to my podcast know. And I do see it as something that can be used for a force of so much good and so many wonderful things and exchange of ideas and keeping up with people and just having fun. Oh, I don't know, living my best life. And I don't mean that sarcastically. Um, But it's not the only thing I think that kind of comes like almost full circle in a lot of ways, you know, as we reach into other generations or versions of ourselves throughout our lives I mean it's also in evident of you know things we eat and, and something like right now I'm drinking some green tea um from a loose leaf tea from the spice and and tea exchange they don't pay me maybe they should I drink a lot of their stuff I buy a lot of their stuff anyway I digress um but green tea is like oh that's become more you know in vogue and trend you know last few years at least in the western countries and I'm like, green tea's been around for thousands of years, people. Sorry. So I'm starting to sound like the the old person who, you know, stereotypically is like, kids, get off my lawn. You know, you have no idea how hard you have it. And it's like I'm trying to stop myself from doing that 
Because I remember when I was young and somebody was 40 years old, I was like, 40, oh my gosh, like that's like, you're almost dead. And now, lo and behold, I'm, you know, in my mid 40s and my husband just turned 50. And um, he'll laugh if he's listening to this because I like to tell everybody that. Because there is this something kind of a, a, almost a, you wake up and think, wow, like, okay, I'm at that age. Let's reflect a little bit back on life. What does that really mean, you know, to, to grow? It's all inevitable that we're all going to get older. So sorry to break it to people out there who are trying everything to physically appear young. I mean, I get it. Like, have at it. You know, I'm not a fan of the crow's feet and the little lines and things that come with it. But just this week, I went and got my hair cut and colored because, yes, I have gray hairs that come in. And no, I don't really like them. And I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, just be real, go gray, go white. Um, or even young people, you know, for a while there, you saw a lot of young people dyeing their hair gray. And I'm like, hey, more power to you. You do you. Maybe it is something that I never saw gray hair in my mom's hair until she was well into her, her early 60s, I think. So I don't know. For me, I feel better covering it up for now. Maybe I'll get to a point where it's it's the full salt and pepper and it looks good and I'll own it. Um, but anyway, it's a journey for all of us. Wow. Total tangent. Did not mean to go there. Um, but no, I was thinking about, okay, my, my generation, you know, talking about my generation and I'm a bicentennial baby. I was born in 1976 and bicentennial is not a racist term just for anybody out there freaking out right now about cancel culture stuff. It means I was born in the year of the 200th birthday of our country. In fact, my parents were given a bicentennial flag um, when I was born. I guess they were given that to all the babies at the hospital at the time. I think it's kind of cool, and I still have it. And um, so my generation was not born with computers and mobile phones in hand, and we played outside all the time. In fact, I I connected with an old friend of mine that I played bobby socks and softball with um, on a traveling team and all kinds of leagues when we were young, uh, elementary school through junior high and high school, and I hadn't seen her in forever. And of course, yay, Facebook, right? We get to reconnect with people we haven't seen in so long. And she and I were talking about how, like, it's it's crazy. People just, kids stay inside all the time and play video games, or they stay inside and stream and watch Netflix and watch whatever. And I, I'm, I'm all for, again, I love technology and I love, you know, all that too. But there's definitely something that we were loving about our childhood. It's like you weren't connected all the time. You would just, I remember every summer, because we lived in Point Loma in San Diego and grew up by the beach, every day during the summer, go and grab my girlfriends and we go and spend the whole day at the beach. Now, granted, we also fried our skin with baby oil and did a lot of bad things to it because we really didn't know what skin cancer was back in the day. But we had so much fun and we didn't have phones and we weren't, we didn't have our nose into a phone every day of every hour. And we would go up to Hodad's and get a burger and we'd walk barefoot, oh no, on the streets and go get Thrifty's ice cream for like a quarter. Um, and they were just simpler times. And, and I grew up in the 80s and like I graduated high school in 94. Like, you know, simpler times, you're, you know, a lot of people are thinking about their grandparents talking about the 50s and stuff. And I'm like, mm, this wasn't even that long ago when you think about it, just pre-mobile, you know, technology in hand and pre-internet and pre-social media. It was just, it was, it was simpler times. And there's a lot to be said about that. Now, I, um, my parents were boomers and a lot of our younger siblings, well, 
I, I'm probably the exception because I have two older siblings who are not in my generation X necessarily. Um, I think my older sister might be classified as a boomer still because um, she was born in 61. And then I do have a younger brother. It's four years younger than me who would be a millennial, right? So that's, we weren't born, again, with technology. We were also born kind of as latchkey kids. Like a lot of us, our parents worked um, outside the home. Or I had a single mom, and I would go back and forth between my mom and dad's houses, but primarily live with my mom. And so, uh, yeah, we came and went as we wanted. We were extremely independent. And um, we used to, yeah, play in the street. We used to drink through the garden hose. (laughs) And, you know, oh, no, we weren't going to get poisoned. And I don't know. There was just a less protectiveness, I think, over us, which enabled us to become extremely resilient. In fact, during this whole COVID time, I remember during um, when a lot of people were still locked down. I mean, I live in Florida, so it didn't last for us very long, thank God. But um, I remember during those times where there wasn't a lot to do and you were staying home a lot more. And there were so many memes and videos and articles going around saying Generation, Generation X has been training for this moment their whole lives. Like, they got this. And I was thinking, yeah, we do. Um, and now keep in mind, I was born on the cusp. I'm, I'm the last year of Generation X. And so uh, we're like the cusp of the what they call, it used to be called the Gen Y generation, but then they kind of folded it all into being millennials. Um, but I totally, um, that article and those posts and memes have resonated with me because my husband too, we both were like, yeah, we figure it out. We try not to live our lives in fear. Um, and I know that's not easy. I mean, I, I think I've talked about it many times before. I'm a person of faith. And so my, I try to have faith over fear. But also, I think just we easily entertain ourselves. Like, I'm super easily entertained, and I can find things to do to keep myself busy, and I don't mind being alone when I do it. All right, you all just went, oh, she must be an introvert. Well, no, I'm actually very much an extrovert. I have some introvert tendencies because, if you want to call it that, because I'm very comfortable being on my own. I can go eat in a restaurant by myself. I can go to a movie by myself. I've done it before many times. I've done, um, you know, temporary assignments all over the world, and I've been very blessed to do that by myself. And a lot of those nights and weekends, I would go out and do things on my own. I went from Hong Kong to Bangkok for three days by myself. And why not explore the world? There's something very empowering about being on your own and being independent and being able to manage through all of that. Now, that's not saying I don't love and need people. I said I was an extrovert. An introvert and extrovert is just where you get your energy from. And I do definitely get my energy from people. And when I'm around people, it's like, absolutely, like I wake up, I'm more alert, you know, I enjoy it. But it's not to say that I don't also enjoy some of my downtime. So I guess some people call that ambivert. Um, And no, this did not do me in, you know, having to stay home or not being in an office or anything. I think if you've listened to my podcast at all, you know, I'm a big, big fan of work from anywhere, especially um, from your house. And but I find that technology does enable us to be intentional about connections with people. And um, you just have to do it differently. So it's not the same as it used to be. But there's ways to do it. Um, So I just think it's fascinating to me when you think about how where we are in in the generations and how that influences us on a day-to-day basis definitely influenced how we all handled COVID I would say differently right younger people this was really hard on them and I, I understand that especially if you're in your formative years 
and you are suddenly not socializing with anybody your age except for your parents or anybody except for your parents and maybe siblings and that's hit or miss right whether we like our siblings or not and also younger people too just you know it's a community right of young people a lot of us too like my parents are gone and you know my friends end up being my chosen family I have a lot of chosen family in my life and I'm very blessed for that Um, Because I do believe blood doesn't make a family. And so anyway, I think generationally you can look and see how everybody handled this just a bit differently. And then when you get into the older generations of boomers or even some traditionalists that that are still alive today, it's, well, you guys, this is bad. But I mean, I lived through Vietnam. I lived through, in some cases, we still have people alive that lived through and fought in World War II. I mean, so I think they're looking at this as like, man, I've seen it all right? And yeah, this might be bad, but we've had other bad things happen. I think the internet didn't help because I think it just brings to light more and we see more. And in some ways, I think maybe in those other generations, a little bit of ignorance was bliss, right? You didn't quite know all the bad that was going on in the world. I think we act like there's so much more bad today than there ever has been. And it's like, no, I think we just have more access to the information, Uh, that and visibility and video and everything that shows us what's really going on in the world around us because there was some a lot of horrible horrible stuff going on in China a lot of horrible horrible stuff going on in Germany you know under under rulers like Hitler and Mao and everybody and it's like we didn't quite know the extent of that because we didn't have access to that on a daily basis so I think people today all they know is now and this is what they're seeing So anyway, it's just, it's fascinating because I was thinking about this in terms of the work environment and being a leader. It's like, well, how on earth do you lead with all these different generations on your team, as your peers, even as your leaders? We're all like, this is the most multi-generational workforce, I think, on the face of the planet ever, according to, you know, LinkedIn stats and and other uh, research articles and such that I've read quite a bit about HBR and others. And it's like, well, how do you even come to to reconcile all the differences and it's like well it's called diversity it's called inclusion and I think that we get so hung up on inclusion and diversity being about the color of your skin as opposed to your background your experience how you grew up where you're from and I think a huge part of that is your age and I think people don't like to talk about age because they assume if you work in like a a more modern company or a technology company, age is looked down upon. I can't show my gray hair, can't, you know, show my age, you know, because they're not going to hire me. They just want to always hire the young people because they were born with those digital devices in their hands. And so they know how to edit a video better and know how to post on reels. And, oh, my God, they're influencers. They know how to do all this stuff natively. Well, that might be true to a lot of extent, right? If you're born with something and it's all you know and that's what you were brought up with, You probably are going to know it better, but, as a huge but, is when I think about these 20-something as influencers, I think about it would be so much more powerful to me to have 40-somethings or 50-somethings be influencers. Why? Because they have that much more generational knowledge. They have that much more life experience. They have that much more wisdom because you do go through it all and have seen things. I mean, I know I sound like an old lady. I've been with one company since I was 19 years old. And I definitely 
probably don't take a lot of what happens to heart as much as maybe other people who haven't been there as long or younger in their career. Because I'm like, it's going to come full circle. It always does. Just like the world. And now I'm like, oh, crap. I sound like my, my grandparents did when everything comes full circle. Well, it's because the more years you live, the more often you see, see history repeat itself. And while that sounds really gross and unfortunate, it's why it's so important for us to know history and understand where we came from in order to learn from that. So I would, I love to follow people who are older, and I think they are influencers in my life because I'm learning from their, you know, double digit, 20, multiple decades of experience and wisdom. It's why. It's why I like John Maxwell so much. It's why I like, you know, some of the the gurus. And people may think, oh, he's an old man. He's, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's an old, older man <laughs> who's lived a lot of years and seen a lot of things come and go and has a ton of leadership experience, probably more so than anybody else out there. So I'm going to learn from him having experienced pretty much every scenario, right? As opposed to when you're, you know, younger, it's like, again, that's fine. Influence what you know how to influence. And I watch YouTube videos all the time of 20-somethings to learn how to do reels a little bit better or TikToks a little bit better or how to edit better or, you know, and I don't feel weird about that. I don't know why we think so strangely about the different generations. It's like we almost want to put barriers up between like, oh, those young people are, oh, those old people are, oh, you know, and it's like, oh, millennials this and Gen Xers that. It's like, I don't know why we don't leverage each other's superpowers because we have so much to gain from that and to learn from that from each other. And I think it's it could be a really awesome thing. Like I love that most, I think all of my team is younger than me. And I love that because I learn just as much from them as I hope that they learn from me. And I hope what they learn from me is, I have been around the block. I've been a leader for a long time. I understand probably more about how people work and emotional intelligence and navigating corporate life and politics and all of the different personalities and things to think about when you are pitching or presenting to people. And so, like, I don't feel like I'm not able to give them more. I feel like that's the ideal scenario, right? Is like when you have leaders in positions who know and understand and who are also confident and secure because I know at 46 who I am. I know what I bring. I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are. I'm, all, I'm constantly learning and growing. I hope until the day I die, I'm constantly saying I'm today years old when I learn blah, blah, blah. And so I don't think it's ever a destination for anyone, right? But I do think with age, and I was talking about this with my um, – my women's circle, my lean-in circle the other day too. It's like, I think you, as you do get older, you do care less about what people think because you start to realize more and more it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And people do come and go from your life a lot throughout your whole life. And you have these moments in time where you have these friend groups or, you know, work groups or teams where it's like, oh my gosh, the best of times. It was so much fun. And we had a blast. And then you everyone moves on and then you move on to something else and then you meet new people and you grow there's nothing wrong with that and and I don't I don't mourn it I think of those as wonderful memories and I and I look back in pictures I will say I really do wish we had mobile phones with cameras on them when I was younger because 
I know a lot of people say, well, I'm glad they didn't because of all the crap I did. And I'm like, but I kind of wish they did because, you know, we do have print photos, which is a blessing, you know, 500 years ago, they didn't have that, right? So we're, we're lucky in that sense. But I mean, oh, there's so many moments in my mind, like I wish I could have captured real time, real life. And I think that is something that, that people today take for granted is, you know, I remember when we had to use a film camera and you took 20 pictures, 24 pictures or whatever the exposure was. And then you had to actually like send it to a store. And you had to wait a week or 10 days and hope they all turn out. And, and it was a thing. Granted, there was a little bit of a magic to that, right? Because you were very carefully selective with the photos you took when you were on vacations or in places. Um, but man, do I love being able to take a thousand digital photos and get every angle of something and, oh, that didn't look good. Let me just delete that really quick. I love digital photography. Um, so maybe that's why people in my generation take way more photos and we take photos of our food and we take photos of everything. It's because, well, when I was your age, we didn't have that. We had to use the print thing. Anyway, I'm totally digressing, but all fun, fun things. I will, here, let's get into some sips. I know this is longer than normal one, so I don't want to keep you all too long. But um, as we think about leading a multi-generational workforce or being a part of a multi-generational workforce, here's just three things to keep in mind. First sip, inclusive and diverse teams are multi-generational. Don't forget that when you're hiring people. Don't forget that when you're creating and building teams. And I would say, no, it doesn't matter what field you're in. Even if you're in a tech field, a social, you know, social media field, digital field, like I am, it doesn't matter. Like carefully select different generations of people on your team so people have different points of view, different perspectives. So you can be inclusive also to your entire audience, your consumer, whoever that may be. You need to have those viewpoints all represented. It's really important. Second sip. Technology and trends are age agnostic. I'm going to say that again. Technology and trends are age agnostic. I don't care if you're 50, 60, 70 years old. I know people well into their 70s and 80s who are on Instagram and Facebook and know it's just not their grandkids posting for them. And they are doing phenomenally and they're so much fun to follow and they tweet and they do it all. It's like if you, where there's a will, there is a way. So don't let the fact if you're too old make you think, oh, I can't use that computer. I can't do that. You can, I promise. It might take a little bit more effort. You might have to watch a few more YouTube videos. You might have to find out what YouTube is. But I promise you, it, you can, you can do it. Just like younger generations are into handwritten notes and journals and paper. And it's like, aren't we loving that it's kind of come in full circle, right? They're going to learn cursive, maybe not some kids, but like cursive and lettering is a thing. So you can learn technology. You can learn trends. You can do all of that. It doesn't matter how old you are. All right. Last sip. And I know I said this earlier, but I really want to drive this home. Leverage the superpower from your generation while seeking to understand other generations too. Don't just chalk it up to stereotyping people within certain generations and age groups. One, it's illegal if you're hiring somebody that way, but also it's just, it's not right and it doesn't create the environment you're going to want. 
And don't assume that every Gen Zer doesn't have work ethics, because I will tell you, I have like the hardest working team on the face of the planet. And I would say I think half of them are Z and the others are millennials. So don't stereotype either. Learn, grow, ask some questions and help. And then in turn, own your generation, own your wisdom, own your life experience and impart that too. Have fun with it together. Learn from each other. Grow together. That's the ideal work environment. That's the ideal any environment is not to click out into these different, you know, groups and generations just as it's not to click out in any, you know, all one color here, all one color there, all one belief over here. all one. It's just, it's not fun. It's not productive. It's not reflective, I know, of the world around us. And it also just doesn't help us learn and grow together. What I would love, let's all go outside and play together. Let's all run through the sprinklers together like we did when we were kids. Only this time, maybe we take a video and we put it up on TikTok. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.